1: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic
2: check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Mother's Day weekend is here, y'all. Happy Mother's Day. This week, we're spending time with well-known SF muralist, Josue Rojas, and his mama, Esther, who is a budding artist. Together, they are the ultimate mom and son painting duo. A few weeks ago, I pulled up on them, painting a mural of birds on 24th Street in the Mission, arguably San Francisco's mural capital.
3: Balmy Alley, it's kind of like a mural hall of fame in San Francisco. I think we're just seeking to keep that tradition going of telling stories, telling Latin American stories, and particularly telling Central American stories. Um,
2: you ever trip off the fact that you can hear the birds chirping while you're painting?
3: So to hear them, I feel like they're talking. You know, they're talking, they're seeing themselves reflected on here, and so that part's really fun. Alright, so backtrack, I already have a wall here at Balmy, Mm -hmm. so I wanted her to have her wall at Balmy. So the four birds, in a way, represent like her four sons. In the for tropical birds he like everything high quality oh. <laughs> he's very picky picky
0: <laughs> i pin something i say, say oh he, he, he tell me you must do this is he a hard teacher he's a great teacher yeah he's a great yeah yeah that's why i, I understand now uh why that people love him
2: how, how do you feel about the wall how, how the progress is right now
0: can i uh, can I tell that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yes. I don't like it. You don't like the wall? I love it. (laughs) Don't forget, I love it. You know what? We got fun here. Yeah. It's the best.
2: Yeah. More fun, more art, and more stories from the heart coming up after this. We'll hear more about Josue and his mom's artistic collaborations, but first we need to talk about their wild trajectories that turned them into celebrated figures in the Bay Area art scene. And we're going to start with Josue by taking you back to his high school days.
3: In high school, I was kind of messing up. I lost a lot of family early on. I lost my dad at the age of 15. I lost my cousin. I lost some friends. And I felt really torn. You know, there's the standard teenage angst that is a part of growing up. And I needed a place to put that. So the examples of masculinity that I had in the community many times were gangster stuff. Gangster stuff and gangster folks doing gangster things. I found myself starting to sort of adopt because I didn't know better. And little did I know that God had other plans and I stepped into a space like Procida Eyes and met a different type of me that I could be in a place like that. There's a guy named Estria Miyashiro. He was one of the founders of the Bay Area style of graffiti. I met him at the age of 15, and he's like, not the biggest dude, not the meanest looking dude. Very friendly, very bubbly, wore hot pink and wore like green and used those same colors in in his artwork. You know, as my mentor, he really gave me a very different vision of masculinity. And he's like, he could still be like rough and tough, but you do that with your artwork. That to me changed my whole approach. I didn't want to be you know known for being the tough guy. I wanted to be known for being a competitive creator within the, you know the graffiti game and that evolved into you know mural arts and, and just being a nerd about painting.
2: Okay, okay, so fast forward from that instance. From you locking in early on, you took off. Like, you tell us about what happened after that?
3: Uh, really early on, uh, I realized I can get paid for it, and one way was to illustrate and do art for uh, this magazine called Yo! Youth Outlook magazine.
0: What's up, Yo! TV? This
2: is Chris. We're, we're gonna take you to Oakland right now to see the premiere of Grinding Glory.
0: Think of it as American Idol meets, meets Hip-Hop. The kids who um, are in it, they- From my 90s win.
3: Bay Area heads, you know the importance of Yo! Youth Outlook magazine, and big shout out New American Media who published that and really gave a lot of journalists their start. And so as a young communicator, because that's what we all were in that space, we were hungry to communicate. I can't say enough about this man, Kevin Weston, that, you know, he was, uh, many people have called him the Bay Area's MVP. I think we always thought of him as like Yoda. He was just dubbing a bunch of media Jedi's that, you know, are now out here still making it, still doing media. you knew him personally, rest in peace. He, he really had that p- kind of presence and uh, I really love that guy. One thing that Kevin used to always kind of put in us was like, yo, you guys are the experts. Some like, you know, big media outlet comes out here, wants to, wants to do your story. Well, you, you're going to know it a little bit better than anybody else. So to take, ha- be able to own that authority and step into that. And so I really seek to sort of try and express a little bit of that, of that authority because we are the experts of our cultures and uh, we are the builders of it.
2: That's man. Yeah, that's where we crossed paths was Youth Outlook and yeah, New America Media. And hats off to Kevin Weston. He poured into me as well. And that's part of the reason why we're even having this conversation. All right. So after that, you eventually went on to become the executive director of Action Latina, which is an organization that publishes the longest running bilingual paper in California, El Tecalote, a San Francisco based publication. You first interacted with Accion Latina as a visual artist, not a journalist, right?
3: The first place that gave me uh, a space to have a solo exhibition was Accion Latina, the nonprofit that publishes El Tecolote newspapers. I came into that space as an artist and then I stayed and I was invited to sort of apply to be the executive director. The experience for me was really affirming because I used 100% of myself. There was moments where I did need to use my news brain. There were moments where I really needed to think artist. You know, so I was really thinking on my art brain. And there was a lot of moments where I really had to think community. For four years, I ran that organization really seeking to strengthen the creative arts arm of Accion Latina and to really partner with the neighboring organizations.
2: Accion Latina's aim is to serve Latinx people. And just in the mission where they have their headquarters, there's folks from all different types of backgrounds.
3: The mission is not a monolith in the same way that the Latino community is not a monolith. When I was growing up, it wasn't just Chicano. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a marriage between America and Mexico. It was all these different dialects being spoken uh, within Central America as well. You could hear a Nicaraguan accent coming down the way. You hear some someone from El Salvador you know, down the way. You had a deep, deep, deep Afro-Cuban influence on 24th Street when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. It wasn't rare to see somebody, you know, with a beautiful head wrap and big old cigar and like walking around with a drum. And, you know, it's like it was a really beautiful scene. When Carnival comes around in May, you feel that that marriage between Africa and the Americas. And I think that is something that's it's in the water. It's on the concrete of the mission. You know what I mean? That you could feel you could taste it, you could sense it.
2: All right, so just over a year ago, you made the bold move of stepping down from your position as the executive director and committed yourself to being a full-time artist. And with that commitment, you've been intentional about bringing your past experiences with you, the education, the professional work, family, community, all of that. How do you share those influences in your artwork?
3: I'm happy to say that I'm bilingual. I could speak, you know, the East Coast um, sort of style of painting. You know, I could speak West Coast mural, Chicano style, you know, Latino heritage murals. I want to be uh, the minister that marries these two, you know, tell some stories while I'm in the process.
2: Just a little holy matrimony, you know, nothing new.
3: Marriage!
2: (laughs) (laughs) In celebrating and honoring the multitudes that exist within the Latino community in the mission, I want to talk to you about a mural that you did on Folsom and 23rd. It's this colorful depiction of a handful of tropical birds and exotic flowers. It's painted in these lively hues of green and pink and orange. It's it's called Birds of the Americas. How did this piece come to be?
3: God, I really mess with birds. I really like to, to do art that symbolizes some of our cultures without being so literal about it. You know, if you look at a bird and be like, wait, wait, that bird is only in Guatemala. You know, that bird will die if you take it out of there or that bird is only in El Salvador, and Nicaragua, you know, in Costa Rica. And some birds are migratory. Some birds make their home in the Bay Area, but they're coming all the way from Colombia and the southern tip. I try to use those birds as metaphors for our community, you know, thriving in a different place.
2: And these birds also symbolically reflect some of our fallen brothers and sisters.
3: We've lost a lot of people to police violence you know, to police overreach, to police sort of brutality. Sean Monterosa was a big influence, his his passing at the hands of the Vallejo Police Department. He grew up going to my mother's church. Sean knew my mom and the sisters and the family knows my mom and so I would post stuff and then one of the sisters reached out and was like, yo, I know your mom. That's like, that's like our friend. It just so happened that Sean's nickname uh, was Tukan. That wall has a big toucan, a multicolored toucan uh, in honor of Sean. We also have, you know, Andres Guardado in LA, a young man who kind of stepped in. I think he wanted to help somebody that was having a communication issue with a sheriff and ended up getting shot and killed himself down in LA in 2020. He was salvadoreño, you know, in Salvadoran, so I wanted to represent him with the, the, the national bird of El Salvador, which there's a torogos is the name of it. And the Guatemalan bird, for Amilcar Perez. I put that mural up with a team, you know, you're not really in a silo when you're doing murals. There's that myth of the tormented artist, you know, Van Gogh, you know, he just like locks himself up in the studio, his life is so intense, you know, that he has to cut his ear off and, you know, you're in a dungeon. No, like, you know, I grew up painting out in the sun, on a scaffold with my friends, with a boombox, with people, with your community, eating burritos on, you know, in the sun building the vibe and building with people. And so that wall had, I'm going to say seven participants, you know, DJ Agana, which, uh, former student of mine, the legend in her own right. Uh, Twic one, who's one of the OGs, you know what I mean? Pablito something, Aaron de la Cruz, my friend more. My mom is really kind of. One of the biggest influences, she's a real tough cookie. She just turned 75. You know, we were all born in El Salvador. I'm the youngest of four boys. She brought us all here to San Francisco um, to avoid the war. The war really kicked off in 1980 in El Salvador. I was born in December of 79. So there were little skirmishes and battles and she was dodging bullets, you know, while pregnant with me. And she was like, this is not how I want to raise my kids. And I don't want them to, you know, grow up and be forcefully recruited on either side of this war. So she sold everything she had. She had a small business and she brought us here. Thus begins my upbringing in the mission. My mom worked really hard her whole life. It was really hard for her to reconcile that at around 15, I'm coming home with paint all over my jeans, paint all over my nice clothes, whatever it would be. And she'd be like, what is wrong with you?
0: When he was in the high school, the teachers uh, asked him what, what, what he, he, he want to be when he, he, he got, you know, adult. And he say, Pint. said, Pint. What? Mama, I like it. No, this is for the rich people. This is only for girlfriend. You don't make money. But uh, now I understand very well. And the teacher tell me, let him be what he want to be. I said, okay, okay, I can do nothing. And now I am painting
3: too. Once she saw how much joy it gave me, she realized that it could give her a little bit of joy too. So she was like, no, don't do that, don't do that, to being like, hey, what are you doing? And then it became like, hey, how do you do that? And then it became, hey, teach me how to do that. So she's been a practicing artist too.
2: Josue's mother is a multi-talented creator skilled at making small crafts, and she's a budding visual artist as well. And if you look at Josue's work, you can spot her signature, MEG, which are her initials.
3: Like During the pandemic, you know, I, I was making sure she was like locked up at home, so I was making sure she had everything she needs. I would make sure she had groceries, make sure she had all her medications and all that kind of stuff, and I also make sure she had blank canvases and paints so that she could paint at home, you know, and stay fresh and stay hot with her practice. And so, you know, it's just a way of making sure that... Um, We were feeding the body, but also feeding the soul. Yeah. A lot of my friends are like tough guys, like graffiti writers. They're like, you want to pay with your moms? You know? And I'm like, yeah, I'll pay with my mom. That's a testament to the power of, you know, the creativity. She spent some time kind of, you know, out in the street, doing street vending many years back uh, just to kind of survive. She always blended her own take on uh, into that. For her, she's a deeply spiritual person, and I don't think you live the life that she has lived without a powerful spirituality.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of people go and they they know I'm Christian, you know, the people uh, go go over there and say, can you pray for me? I say, why not? And I I pray for the people that sometimes they have been here, Uh, uh, and God made the miracle, and I do it, yeah, I do it because uh, we love the people, I love the people. I want the people to be safe, you know?
3: I've seen people come to her in some real need, people that are hooked on some substances or who have been abused uh, and are in some serious distress, you know, people living on the streets and they see her as this elder.
2: And you've told me that she's been depicted in Murals as well. So, how does it feel to share your mom with the community?
3: I learned early on that I, she isn't only my mom, like, she is an elder and an OG for many other people.
0: Oh my God, I know, understand why I say I am very old and ugly. <laughs> I got, you know, and he painting, and he put very, very big picture in the city hall. And, and another day, what, como se llaman los franceses? A group. JR. The R is JR. Well, The point is they put me in a big mural
3: in in how it In the San Francisco MOMA. In,
0: a, in, Francisco
2: in the MOMA. MoMA. Wow. It's,
3: okay, that it's, that, it's, big explain, that big main one. That big black and white piece that JR did. Yeah, he in was, the front just, and, one of the people in
0: there. Explaining oh. how, how the scenes.
3: She also she was hanging out with like the Chulita Vinyl Club before I, she like introduced me to them. I was like, oh my God, I've been trying to get a hold of y'all to like, you know, come and like spin at my openings. And they're like, oh, the, well, only cause she's your mom we'll, we'll, we'll think about doing it kind of thing. And I was like, oh man, she's way cooler than me.
2: The moms gave you the G pass, yeah, I love it.
3: The moms gave me the G pass, that's right.
2: Much respect to Josue Rojas and to his mother, Esther. Great to pull up on y'all and see y'all in action. You know, I could feel the love. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right now, Josue has a new mural up near Civic Center along Van Ness. Go check it out. To keep up with Josue, follow him on Instagram at josue.rojas.art. That's Josue spelled J-O-S-U-E, little dot, like a period. R-O-J-A-S for Rojas, another dot, little period. And then art, like art. The producer of this show is Marisol medina Cadena. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Mother. Our engagement team is made up of Ashley Ng, Justin Ebrahimi, and Rhea Garawal. Kiana Mogadam is the senior producer of podcasts. KQED execs are David Marcus, Holly Kernan, and Jen Chin. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Go shower all the moms and the aunties in your life with lots of love and plenty of art. Cool? Y'all got that? All right. I'm out. Peace.